0: Tune in. Tone up. The one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques, and advice. With me, Gary Shilladay, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. In episode 3 of this podcast, Dan discusses the genre of country music, including how to use a compressor and also get a good twangy tone. Keep listening to learn plenty of riffs covering the techniques of chicken picking double stops and bends. So, uh, hoping for, uh, some pointers for some country, uh, riffs and tunes. That would be really helpful, Danny. I Gosh, expect you've got loads. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> swinging from one style to another, it,
1: it's good mm. to kind of cover a lot of styles, especially if you're either in a band where you're forced to do a lot of different styles. It's, it's nice to kind of sort of be able to cover things that maybe the other guy can't. Um, and it's also nice to sort of explore other styles and, and, and sort of immerse yourself in them and, and see where you like your playing to sit. You can never really get to grips with a style unless you spend enough time with it, I don't think. I always used to think country was a little bit cheesy, you know, to about them good old boys coming home
0: and all that. <laughs> some of it some of
1: it might be some of it, well. it yes <laughs> yeah, it certainly certainly has
0: that, that but they've got some uh, skills though as well haven't they like your Brad Paisley's and stuff like that
1: it's yeah similar. I mean I guess there you're talking about the newer source of country that style of guitar playing has been around for quite a long time and ironically one of the guys who, who really popularized it was Albert Lee who's English Yeah. So there's an irony for you. Yeah, Uh, good old, haven't (laughs) he? But I mean yeah, way I think it's way back in the seventies he wrote Country Boy. Yeah. Which had all that chicken picking stuff going on. Oh, it's great as well. You it? know, yeah. and if you delve even further back into the archives, you know, you go back as far as sort of Chet
0: Atkins and people like that. Could we start on a tone for my guitar so that. Yeah, because uh, we've I got a, a real a real flavour. problem here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those people uh, listening in, I'm playing a Les Paul, which is not for this kind of music,
2: really.
1: I was actually hoping to, uh, I managed to acquire a telecaster, but it needed to go to the guitar doctor to have its nut filed down. I have a friend who has a Baja telly. Yep. So Mexican built, but it's made with all the right bits in the right places. Although it's not the world's most expensive telly, we're packing custom shop pickups, custom yep. shop design, made in Mexico. So although it's a cheaper vendor, knew they would set you back in on for eight hundred notes. Yep. And we've got an American vintage bridge with the brass saddles and everything. So the saddles, the pickups, we've got all the right bits there to create the right noises. I've got an ash body with a maple neck, maple board, but I just have a few playability issues which need ironing out, hence it's with the Guitar Doctor. Okay, fair enough. But at 400 quid, I'm not complaining. Oh, that's awesome. It
2: yeah,
1: It is. So, I'm playing a Super Strap with a, a locking bridge system called a Tremel No.
0: And you can get a telly sound out of that with and no it, problem. We, we <laughs> can
1: come close and you've got a Les Paul.
0: Yes. Yeah, what am I going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? That is um, the question. If treble got, I
1: would think. If you've got a Les Paul and you want it to, to work for country, yeah. it is actually quite feasible to get a Les Paul to work for country. Obviously you're not going to get the quite the level of brightness, snap and twang right. that you would get from a Fender type of guitar. Yep. however going to the bridge pickup cranking your tone all the way up and backing off the okay. volume a little bit to thin the tone out a bit hopefully on a clean sound will get you there's still a little bit of spank there you know a decent Les Paul really should should take you from yep. like, like a decent Strat should be able to take you from fairly thin sounds to fairly fat sounds and everywhere in between yep. a lot of it you know, it's flannel, really. You know, like, oh, if a fat servant, you've got to have a Les Paul. A Les Paul certainly appeals to a certain set of frequencies, and the shorter scale length definitely kind of seems to make it growl a little bit more for the same tuning. Get yep. The looser string feel and all that kind of thing. And when you do roll back the tone, you can get an immensely fat sound out of a Les Paul, and you wouldn't get a sound quite as fat as that out of a Strat. So um, you get a fat sound by rolling back the tone. Rolling yeah, back the tone and that sort of thing. You know, balls out, a Les Paul is a, a pretty fat beast if you want it to be. But actually cranking up the tones, rolling the volumes back, you know, you can make a, a yeah. Les Paul sound very, very
0: usable on a clean sound. Do you think just as much tone as I've possibly got on the just crank it on the ball. bridge? Yeah. And then the volume is, I've got it around about, I've turned it up a bit from where I first had it to four... Yeah. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Every guitar is different, and owning
1: a guitar is a bit like having a friend. You know, every friend's buttons are different to push, aren't they? What gets them annoyed? What keeps them happy? You know, what works for them? And you kind of learn, don't you? And also, friends, sort of in the nicest possible way, kind of have different uses. You know, you'll have the friend who's great at a party in a group, you'll have the friend who's great on their Jack Jones as a one to one, the shoulder to cry on. Do you know what I mean? Guitars, I feel, are kind of similar. There, you, you have to look at each one individually. Yeah. You know, with, with my Les Paul, it's got vintage capacitors, and so when you get the volume below about six, it really starts to thin out, which actually is very useful for certain things. Once you start winding it up above about the sort of six, seven mile, mm-hmm. it's got a real widening of the tone. And you can actually use that to your advantage, because you can go from very slender sounds to, to very fat sounds Yeah. this particular guitar that I'm playing today which is my um, regular haunt which is a Sir Guthrie Govan signature yeah, beautiful. is very progressive as you roll the volume back there are no jumps, there are no leaps and there are no jumps and leaps in tone the tone does thin out as you roll the volume back but it's very progressive and the volume again as it drops it's all very progressive so it's a completely different take, I also own a sewer Strat which has no capacitor over the volume control and when you have it full out it's extra specially bright and as you roll the volume back just a notch or so it warms right up and becomes a lot more natural and fat so even out of the three main guitars which I use all the time they've all got their own little quirks. And you kinda of have to learn where the sweet spot is in your guitar. It's one thing people kind of ignore, is it's sort of sitting there on a clean sound, roll your volume up, roll your volume back, roll your tone up, roll your volume back. What does it do? What does it do to a clean sound? What does it do to a dirty sound? And you'll find, you know, in there you'll you'll find your favourite little settings. That work, but you'll
0: never find them if you don't do that. And ways to describe them is really helpful as well. You know, like, oh, guitarists have some wonderful that expressions.
1: That, I, 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 uh, I know a chap who describes certain sounds as being tubular. Tubular, so, <laughs> and then he backs it up by saying, you know, cylindrical.
0: <laughs> <That's brilliant. laughs> okay, well, tub- yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's
1: a sweet, harsh, bright, trebly, bass-heavy.
0: Take your I'll, pick. I'll stick with with that kind of sound then. Yeah, sounds good. A little twang.
1: So let's look yeah, at maybe brilliant. some of the the key
0: things with
1: yeah. with with some country stuff. A few things come to mind: bending, double stops, and the other thing is chicken picking. All in their own way, and, you know, a sort of step above technically, I think. Especially the chicken picking and the bending as well. Yeah, not easy people don't always realise there's so many different kinds, you know, you've got the ghost bend where you bend, but you don't hear the bend, but you only hear the note drop back down again, Right? Okay. you know, the sort of, you start with the bend, so you bend the note up, when let it down, yep. if you want almost like a the sound, you know, you can create that sound, letting notes down,
0: Yeah, that kind of thing that's like the Hawaiian guitar. <laughs> that's like every note is a bend.
1: <laughs> yeah, because some are coming down and some are going up. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's have a look at something like that, that sounds great. <laughs> cool. So you've got that kind of thing. Um Jerry Donaghy he's uh, he's the man. Of him. Oh he's uh, a scary man. He's very kind of country influenced, but you know, if you think of all the different kinds of bending that most people do, I'm, I swear that guy's got a whole bunch more stuff going on. Right. You know, he'll, he'll, he does the whole sort of bending to chords like you do in country, yep. but it's pretty complex, and he'll even, even sort of bend to chords from double stops by bending behind the <laughs> nut. Stuff. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. Pretty tough. I. Uh, yeah. I haven't done too much of it, but I know the rough principle. But uh, he's he's really got it locked down.
0: Okay. So maybe let's start with chicken picking. Your nemesis. Yes. Yeah. It's just getting those. Ha- I mean, I'm better than I was because we've looked at it once or, before. But yeah. So let a look at. Some we've got the little
1: together. exercise, haven't we? Have we done this one. I'm sure we have. Uh, yeah, and I've not practised it enough, so let's just uh... Okay, so we're going to do this exercise which utilises an open G string. Yep. And we're going to hammer on to start with on the D string from the 3rd fret to the 5th. Yep. So from the F to the G note. Now we're going to play that with our 1st and 3rd fingers. So it's all very familiar territory. Yep. That's played with a pick. The open G coming next is played with the second finger. And then we're going to shift the first finger while keeping the third finger on the fifth fret down on the D
2: across
1: to the third fret of the B string. Okay. Which we're going to play with our ring finger. So...
0: Back down you mean so you stay on. so you stay with the hammer on ok
1: and what we do we complete 5 ok so, cool. and then go for another hammer on
0: the
1: count <laughs> cool. and then we reverse the order
0: The order you go, what like every five, every. So the same right? exercise, but now we're going from the okay. lower. So our pick produces
1: the first of the rolled notes going towards the B string, as opposed to the B coming towards the D string, right?
0: second to third finger and one set
1: of five doing third to second finger. is yeah, right? yeah. basically yeah like that so it's a good exercise it's harder the other way around yeah I mean like anything on the guitar you've got to reverse it be it scales picking whatever yeah, you know, you'll find one way probably suits you and is easier than the other way. That's, that's that is sure. a good
0: exercise. Is there a should I move that? Around? Should I? So what chord is that? Is that a D chord? there's essentially a G. G. It's made up of G and D. Oh, you go like up a G power chord essentially. So you're going up from the seventh to the G. that's yeah. to a different chord or well this is more so of an it's, exercise it's, than it's, anything okay, okay, but you could you can apply it to
1: chords you can treat that like it's a chord I used to do a little thing on uh, Brown Eyed Girl when we played it oh yeah and I thought well hey this, this could be interesting we could, we could add a little country pop on this and so I moved it around like it was a chord the bird I love
2: it so that's
0: G
1: to C I did a sort of C sus too yeah okay Um, and then back to the G So like a D with an F shot on the bass, four, two, one, three... What
0: do you do for the D? You just a flow of climb as well. So it's a slightly different
1: pattern. You could move the shape around, move up yeah. to the C there, which is uh, the 3rd finger on the 10th fret of the D, open G, 1st finger on the 8th fret of the B. So that will give you a C7.
0: Exercises there. Gorgeous. Can't quite get them up to this. So you'd have to be there. Yeah. You follow the same, the same uh, so right there. hand finger pattern, which is different from the exercise. Yeah, bit. so it's, it's the same for every
1: chord to keep up the continuity. Yeah. Could do D7 up there, I suppose.
0: sounds quite good doesn't it nice really nice yeah so it's
2: 12
0: lovely <laughs> lovely yeah okay There's lots to work on just then yeah that's brilliant
1: so that's that's um that's some chicken picking stuff yeah um another cool i wouldn't i suppose it is kind of exercise like but you know i'm going to show you a few licks which maybe sort of utilize the chicken picking okay
0: here we go. <laughs> I thought the neoclassical uh, one was going to be uh, yeah. the older uh, finger, finger mouse style, but here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yes. finger mouse. Finger mouse
1: is <laughs> back. He is. He gets to live another day and rage war on the hands of unsuspecting guitar players.
0: In the southern states of America, though, this time. <laughs> Lovely.
1: So with this, we're using the same pattern. Yeah, OK. Uh, it's a lick I came up with in the key of E. Uh, I used to introduce a, a tune like a, a, at the beginning of the song. I wrote a little country like ditty. So you you start with the open E and you hammer on the second and the fourth. Okay, first. Then second fret on the D, so on the A string, and followed by an open D.
0: So you've got pick, second finger, third finger. So the open D would be the seventh note again. And you carry it over.
2: It's
0: all hammer-ons, isn't it? Same pattern on everything, yeah. Ah, but fingers, chicken-picking rather than... That's it. Uh,
1: Once you've got it really down, well, you that. get the kind of lick to roll. So okay. it sounds like the notes are just like trickling off.
0: <laughs> so <it's that> <laughs> of Sharp intake of breath. <laughs> See what I mean?
1: Okay. Now what does help a lot of country players, and I will say at the moment we're we're kind of... We're running with weights at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of country players use a little compression. Okay. not squashing
2: their Get
0: a, get <laughs> a massive <laughs> boulder and fish. stick it on their <laughs> chest while they're playing. <laughs> That's right. Tighten <laughs> um, com- the straps on the guitar. right. Oh,
1: yes. Now I must play this lick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you you are aware of what a compressor does? yay-nay?
0: Uh I am kind of I've only just been getting to groups with it. it. It doesn't it bring up the uh the, the the lower frequencies and lower the top frequencies or is that something different? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch you one that. At my that. <laughs> right no. on. yeah. Um
1: you know if you get a really great studio compressor I I guess you you can kind of tweak the EQ more you more than you can with the average guitar compressor yeah it's used more as a device for evening things out Mm. and also adding sustain so it compresses the peaks so the, the your sound will have peaks and troughs now you'll notice when you're using distortion if you hit a chord or you play a scale, unless there's something desperately wrong with the pickups or the way they're set on your guitar, or something like that, usually you've got an even response across the whole board. It's not like the E string is leaping out of the guitar and the top E string is just whispering away in the background. You can hear everything pretty clearly because distortion and overdrive add their own form of compression. So they are bringing up the troughs as mm. pressing the peaks. Now when you use a, a purely clean amplifier, although some amplifiers have their own sort of nice natural compression, um, generally speaking on a clean sound, it's much more susceptible to the sort of certain notes kind of taking over. This is why the advice to adjust your pickups on a clean sound is good advice because if you, if you can make your guitar sound as even as possible on a clean sound, you can't really go far wrong with a dirty sound. If you try and adjust it on a dirty sound, you're not going to hear those peaks and troughs as easily because the guitar is compressed by the overdrive. Now, just in the same way that overdrive and distortion usually bring with them sustain, fluidity, the guitar has more of a sort of plays itself kind of quality you know legato lines trickle off the guitar a lot more easily with a good dollar drive Um, you have to work the guitar a little harder when you're playing with a a billy bog standard clean sound the compressor kind of adds that sort of playing with distortion quality but with the sound remaining clean so you get the additional sustain the guitar kind of flows and it's all down to that compression it's bringing up sounds which would be otherwise maybe not heard or be a little bit low, and it's suppressing sounds that would maybe peak. I suppose if you... It, to give you a human example, have you ever spoken to somebody who is monosyllabic?
2: Yeah.
1: They have a voice that you truly could and probably would fall asleep to. Yeah. If you had to listen to a two-hour two-hour seminar you know, you'd probably hope that you'd get cryogenically frozen at the edge <laughs> and woken up when they found a cure for boredom. Yeah, absolutely. Wake um, <laughs> yeah. compressor on <laughs> that yeah, guy. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> Compressive. So when you hear someone like that,
0: yeah.
1: um, they have no peaks and troughs. Right. They're kind of even across the board to the point that actually to listen to them is quite boring. And if you're you know, if you're listening to a guitar player who has no peaks and troughs that's not great you need some highs and lows in your playing but when it comes down to the sound that we're using that's a slightly different situation you know with a normal clean sound you know you could hit the low strings and they could really boom yeah Yeah, you, know, you might find they, they don't kind of leap out of notes don't leap off the guitar quite like you would hope now in reality if you get a good amp with a good clean sound it should be less of an issue um but when you're trying to make notes pop out of the guitar like you are when you're chicken picking and playing country, and when you want bends and stuff to sustain with a clean or cleaner sound, a compressor is of great use to you, because you don't want massive dollops of drive usually to play country. You want a, a, a sort of a lower gain kind of sound, but you want the sound to react so that the notes do leap off the guitar and that bends do hold. Gotcha. and the, when you're bar oh, chicken picking because you you're can't get away ga-
0: to nothing. Well,
1: like, yeah, you can't guarantee that you're going to be able to pluck every single note with the same velocity. Yeah. So a compressor is often used to even things out so that when we do pluck the notes everything kind of leaps off the
0: guitar like we we're expecting it to. So compressor is a must for a country player pretty much, you think?
1: I think most most people would well, um, maybe Blues players sometimes use it with a slide for the same reason. Because again, with the slide, you know notes can can die, and that sort of thing. And a, a little bit of mild compression—you don't have to go wild here—but a bit of mild compression to kind of sort of bring the notes out—is yeah. is kind of useful. Most compressors have either sort of the amount of compression or a sustain knob, a level knob, so you can balance it against your, your sound uh and and an attack knob which affects how quickly the compressor kind of kicks in and that can also affect how natural it sounds so it can really squash your sound uh, the minute the sound comes through it's on it yeah or it can kind of sort of be a little bit more of a slow and gentle compression if you want it to sound a bit more natural cool um but the the main advantage is It's useful to know what a compressor does because it's a bit of an unsung hero. And for certain styles and certain things, it's really, really useful. If you play a lot of rock, you're probably gonna use a compressor a little bit less unless you're playing a clean sound. I find with the amp I use, it's quite a balanced tone. So I don't have quite as many problems there. But if I was getting together an amp and a pedal board to play in a country band, a compressor would be right up there with a nice slap back analog delay. For the country sound, you know, it's it's kind of like a must-have. That and a low-level overdrive, you know, or clean boost, that's that's got to be on there. You know, it's essential it's kit. Okay. You know, so yeah, probably if you were if you were setting it up for say slide, you know, maybe you would have a a slightly less brutal level of attack, so the compression is a bit more natural. If you're going for country, you might have a slightly faster attack, so the compressor is jumping on it as quickly as you are and so you know with so many notes flying about you know you need
0: something that's going to kind of respond work quickly on those quick notes yeah so you
1: can hear every note
0: yeah you know okay that's cool yeah
1: so that's what that's what a compressor does folks
2: don't leave home without it
1: (laughs) (laughs) so that was one of the licks the little rolling um rolling majory sound
0: Let's move on to it. That's it. I'll
1: try and hold down the previous note so you almost get like a chord at the
0: end. Yeah. So holding down the four. Oh, I'm getting it. Take some work, though. Yeah. yeah. It's coming. It's definitely a coming. Yeah, yeah. Some telly playing is good, isn't it? Playing in front of the TV. Well, that's quite a good practice,
2: oh, well, actually. When you said telly playing, <laughs> when we were talking about yeah, country. I kind of playing the telly, kind of a you know, you know, black and white one.
0: Yeah. I, I found <laughs> on uh, some of the neoclassical techniques, just sitting in front of the TV and having the guitar on silent while I'm doing it, it's quite a... Just to get your fingers around it. Yeah, about, I, I, used to, I used to do that a whole bunch when I sort of lived with my folks and I didn't have to do
1: anything or be anywhere or have little yeah. kids sort of rolling around who are likely going to kill my guitar <laughs> <laughs> they nearly did this afternoon with this one um
0: <laughs> yeah not good uh, <laughs> she's in a whole world of trouble <laughs> oh, I certainly could end up going that way yeah
1: um so you've got those sort of those sort of country licks with with rock stuff often because we're using gain in that we we kind of clamping down on notes unless we want notes to kind of ring together which works quite well cleans and lower overdrive sounds but often when we're using drive sounds things can end up sounding a little bit messy now if you're using drive for country you'd probably play a little bit tidier but if you want that nice kind of sound of notes ringing together obviously you're going to have to hold the notes down which is why I sort of suggested with that one once you've kind of hit the first two notes you then the next one on the adjacent string of your first finger and you hold it down
0: like a chord. What do you do on
2: the...
0: So you just move it up to the third finger. Yeah? No, still on the second. Ah.
1: It's literally a pattern moved across but it just happens to work in the key of e. Try and hold down every note. That's it. See how they sound together? nice
2: yeah
1: a good
0: exercise as well
1: (laughs) it is now if we had a compressor at hand and you you set up a compressor for that you notice how much more the notes would pop out of the guitar but if you can play it nice and even like this when you do add a compressor to it that compressor isn't going to have to work as hard you know it's, it's going to be better compressors are often as just a little side salad often used with funk as well yeah, for the same reason, because we want that consistency. And it's not really humanly possible to get everything to sound completely metronomically even. Yeah, you know, it should be in time. Of course, you want it to have some feel. But like the notes, some you're going to hit louder, slightly some harder, you're, and yeah. that dynamics. And with that, probably dynamics yeah. are less less of an issue when the band sort of pounding, and you're treating it like a percussion instrument almost. Yeah. As so a compressor, kind of evens everything out, picks up the troughs in the volume, makes sure that the peaks are suppressed, so that everything comes out nice and even. And so you would use it on that kind of thing as well. So Christmas
0: is coming. I think I've got a note to write so to Christmas Santa. Christmas is coming. <laughs> yeah. With compressors. What's you... a good compressor? What's Actually, a good just compressor? Out of interest. Sorry. Oh dear what's a good Here's guitar There's a plug oh, there's <laughs> so many out there oh I just don't know Bossy I've got a few Boss don't do it no don't do it to yourself no I've had them for ages on ok fair enough um, I find the Boss cs the equaliser is quite good isn't it and the tuner is quite good I've got those and then the overdrive I've got a some I've of the Boss overdrive is rubbish I don't think
1: some, some of the Boss know. ones are, are cool I mean some of their drive pedals are alright and that you know some 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 of their stuff is, is great and very roadworthy yeah. in all fairness and always has been but I find with their compressors now I'm only talking really about the, I think it's the CS3 which is the one I owned so if you've got a great boss compressor out there and you love it that's great stick with it if it's what you like um, I had the CS3 and I found it had almost like a little added a little clickiness with every note like a sort of a <laughs> with every note it's a very 80s sounding compression and you couldn't seem to dial that out. Right. Now, these days... That's not I, good. <laughs> if it's the sound if it's you, what you want, want like, if yeah. you like that 80s kind of sound, you know, um a really good example of it, I would say that there's a little clean guitar solo, I wouldn't even call it a solo, so it's actually a few notes, Um on Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know the bit that goes... <laughs> And you can hear it's heavily compressed with a typically 80s compressor that's just kind of going, oh no, sound squash. And the CS3 sort of reminds me of that kind of sound. It's over time and it works for that. These days, um,. You can pay quite big money for a compressor if you really, really want to. Probably two of the best compressors on the market are the Keeley 4-knob compressor. They do a 2-knob one, but the 4-knob one offers you more control. You're into 200 notes, though. It's quite salty, you have to be warned. The other one is yeah, the Sur Koji compressor, which is also a really great compressor. Um, but last count there was sort of one sixty, one seventy. 170 I they'd use... be pretty good second hand anything like that wouldn't they usually if you can find it problem with good mm. gear is people go oh this they is really good love it, yeah. it. hold on to it yeah. or they ask silly money for it Stryman Strymon do a compressor boost which they do a good delay boosted. as well don't they the Strymon delay like uh, Strymon do some amazing stuff I've got lots of their stuff I swear by it it's brilliant but it's not cheap, it's
0: wallet-worrying I'm telling you <laughs> wallet-worrying so wallet worrying,
1: I've
0: got a little girl that <laughs> tends to be wallet-worrying at the moment
1: or my entire family wallet-worrying <laughs>
0: yeah. and, yes, and my striving family and my pedal box are also <laughs> wallet-worrying okay, for,
1: sing- for single striving pedals you're into about 250 quid a pop in fact now we've had Brexit and everything's hit the skids, 300 quid a pop
0: Right.
1: and for their multifunctional pedals, like I've got the Timeline, the Stryman Timeline, which is an amazing pedal. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, they, they've they've gone up. I paid three fifty for mine. They're now four hundred and twenty nine quid. Yeah, so speak to the bank manager and then hide
2: <laughs> <instead of laughs> it hits you.
1: Um, for, for something a little more down to earth and sensibly priced, because there's more, for every bit of deer gear, there's always something which is you know pretty good. Um, exotic effects are a brilliant brilliant company they do things like the ep booster and the sl drive they do a compressor which I've, I've heard is very very good i mean it's very very friendly in terms of pedal board size it's a little mini pedal if you want to kind of save a whole bunch of cash and it's still a good compressor but i do find it's a little sensitive but it is good uh, the one that i use because i bought it before all this other stuff came out is the mxr Supercomp. It was a development on the original dynacomp which i think came out in the 70s and the dynacomp had one very very famous user and still does and that's mr david gilmore he's a, a big fan of the old compression long sustained notes without the distortion yeah you, know, you wonder why why he's got these sort of long drawn out notes and you know Big fan of the Dynacomp. Does closets, Jeff
0: Beck use it as well, or is it just his volume knob to sustain it? Because he's he sits on the volume, doesn't he? See,
1: the thing that you find with the compressor is when you've got it working, because it's trying to once it it sort of has an input coming into it, it's trying to get everything up to a certain level. Yep. You know, so for that reason, it doesn't respond very well to you rolling your volume back. You know, because what it will do is it will just go. Ah, oh, I better add more volume. I've got less input volume
0: coming in. So you don't get that dynamics that Jeff Beck's after. No, gotcha. No, it's a, it makes it, sense. Yeah,
1: you you find that the compressor really works when your your volume is either sort of maxed out or it's it's kind of you know okay set up to work with the volume as you're going to have it when you hit the box. Okay. <coughs> All that stuff we, we hope so. I'm going to point out a couple of positions on the guitar which are useful for this chicken-picking shenanigans and other country affair. Yep. Down here, where you've got the open position, for the key of G. So there's a country lick for you. Right,
0: that looks like a handful. So, chicken-picking... I'm using my second bit right okay
2: down.
0: so we're starting on the third fret on of the, the B on the D on the third fret of the B with the third finger Two. okay going down
2: so that's second fret um
0: on the try and show the right hand finger picking as well on that that'd be hard (laughs) yeah not the easiest and with that sort of anything on the middle two strings
1: if you're looking at the second and third frets yeah so the the middle four strings and also the first and third frets of the two E strings that's all fair game yeah because you've got root seven six then you've got fifth Flat five, so your blues note. Yeah. Major third, minor third, ninth. Yeah. Root, seven, six, five, fourth. Major third, minor third, ninth. Root. Ah. Uh, See what I mean? That's all.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: okay cool. That's
0: just literally
2: putting a. <laughs>
0: so in the KFJ, and you go
2: all
0: that's
2: vibrating.
1: That's oh, pretty I mean, cool. You can, you can always that. treat things like a pattern with the open strings. You know, like. So, we've got to say. I'm starting on the B this time. You could start on the top string if you wanted to and then I go from the second fret on the beat so that's the panel. and then repeat so you start again on the G, you start on the string you finish with you think of this as the phrase and you're going to ah. play on the b and the g the g and the d the yeah. d and the a stops they're great aren't
0: they so Chet does oh, use them yeah. a bit yeah. you've got all those yeah. passing chromatic notes yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: so yeah with the, with those really it's what works in your key I guess yeah. you can get you can get them obviously on the B
0: and the G any pair of strings
2: really <laughs> I
0: guess with most uh, country uh, songs as well, you can use not only major thirds but minor thirds. And maybe the flat and seventh as well as the seventh as well. Or is that Yeah, the dominant seven, So you can run up through I'm often thinking
1: like if if I've got a major kind of sort of country shuffle yeah, um, which is like a twelve bar. I'd think of kind of like a mixolydian kind of vibe where you're actually changing with with each chord. You know. Okay. <laughs>
0: What's that ch uh is it? Yeah. What kind of
1: I was playing some stuff on the B and G so I've got 12 and 12 yep. so this is G and then B string 12 and 12 10 and 10 you play it with just the bar just the bar yeah then but I've got 9 and 8 7 and 6 yep. 5 and 5 yep. 3 and 3 hammering on to the 4
0: just on the G string sorry yeah got it so that's we're, we're going in in uh, fourths there aren't we yeah
2: so that works
1: quite easy if you change to the C you would need to accommodate that so you would swap your B for a B Bb 12 and 11, yep. 10 and 10, 9 and 8, 7 and 6, 5 and 5, 3 and 3 and then you got the ones which are in 6's. It's a sound we've heard a lot, but it never sort of ceases to... Great for blues and country again. Absolutely. So the easiest way to think about this is like it's the the tops of a chord, but the G and the the E string. And then we've got five and
2: five,
1: so four and three, five and five. Minor. Seven minus seven. Nine and eight. 12, 14 and 13, a cheeky chromatic, and back to where you started.
0: So that chromatic, is that the policeman? So it's literally
1: literally like you're rising from the F to the F-sharp to the G. Look at it as that. I mean, I look at it as like a passing, passing tone, but I'm playing two passing notes together instead of one. Mm. theme. So it's a matter of just compensating for the C. Yep. So if you're thinking C seven, you want the flattened yeah, 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 right third.
2: Right.
1: The next one can be the same. So
0: five and five can remain as it was. Oh no, that's the C seven yeah because of course it's on the A string really. Right and then we're on the B flat
1: again the seven and six. Yeah. Nine and eight remains the same. Yep. So does 10 and 10, and 12 and 12. So we could go, yeah. Yeah, we've got the F, F sharp, then just raise the G instead of raising... Well, that you might find that you're leading back into the G chord by Which that time. Which you could time. bend
0: up to, couldn't you?
1: Yeah, or you could lead back in... to... G, coming back yeah. off the C. Okay, you.
2: cool. <laughs> back to the e nice. So, lots
1: of double stop ideas. Yeah, 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 that's um, helpful as well. That's which great. is, here's another cool one mixing double stop type ideas with
0: chicken picking. Ah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just feeling. <laughs> Then. So, <laughs> say
1: we're say we're playing a G. So I'm hammering on from the D to the yeah. F, and
0: then playing the open B and the open uh, G.
1: You can yeah. have it up at the 12 with the hammer on being the 15. Okay, cool. You can even choose to play a whole bunch of different notes, you know, if you want. Got it. Which is kind of cool, you know? So I'm just making my hammer on.
0: I got I think
2: got up, up to the So yeah you can
1: make your own little tunage out of it. Rising up to the C chord, we just go up to the fifth and do the same. <laughs> Final chord being the D dominant seven, just up to the seven.
0: Bit really,
2: don't
0: I? I'm getting that thing.
1: A lot a lot of guys sort of use, know. use it you know as a sort of a, a bolt onto the double stops that they're already doing, you know. <laughs>
0: Same, so yeah, it's not rocket science, it's quite easy to pick up
1: on it. Cool. Yeah. Here's another cheeky. I'm going to give you a couple of cheeky licks, yeah. Okay, we, we like those, yeah. Um, the first one have you heard of a guitarist called Do- Danny Donato? No, he's a youngster, he's only in like early 20s or something. Swine,
0: I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but he's a. I'm sure he works for it as well. <laughs>
1: he's an amazing guitar player. He's, he's an incredible country player. Got a real great feel and, and yeah, well worth digging out some of his stuff. This is one of his licks. So it's based around, like a D, I suppose, like a triad in a way, like a, a, a sort of normal triangular so D shape. G on the seventh. It yeah. certainly is. And we're going to pick some notes. and sort of finishing on like that's really really nice isn't it? yeah so we start on the root yep yeah. so it's almost got that pedal tone idea but we slide and then 10th fret then up to the 7th on the B uh, sorry on the top E Nine and yep.
0: then ten. Oh, sorry, I didn't play the nine, I played the ten
2: already.
0: Okay, so 9's a passing note, there, isn't it? Uh.
1: Yeah, so the 9's kind of like a C sharp, which would be a bluesy you now. <laughs>
0: play a sixteenth face really aren't we? Very slowly. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah. I
1: mean you could leap straight to the the D at the top if you wanted to yeah.
2: have it like
1: that. Yeah, okay. So that's one that's a cheeky little lick. It is a cheeky <laughs> like little that. lick. And it's quite easy as well, because you're basing it around a normal D shape for all of our yeah. effects out there. You could quite easily put it into a minor shape. You know.
2: You get your fingers right that, isn't it?
1: So you
2: start the same.
0: So we, so we change the fingering to the first finger on the six of the top string. That's right.
1: And again, probably with the minor, I'd miss out that crafty note. know so a bit weird. Out, yeah. <laughs> Um, we need to go on to the bending soon, I think. I think that would be a good thing to do. But here's another one which is based on the sixes, but played with some serious alternative picking. OK. Oh, and I forgot to tell you a bit of country chicken picking
0: as well. <laughs> Right, you're my <laughs> favourite.
2: Um. <laughs>
1: so, I so, think of the G. Kids will it. (laughs) So there's a prime example where a compressor would make the notes pop. Right, okay. Yeah, sort of leap off that (laughs) board. Whoops. Let's get on to some bending. Yeah. Before we all implode under this chicken picking <laughs> nonsense,
0: my head is fried, rather like the chicken. Oh, oh fried Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> so we've all heard this old chestnut. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Probably the most great. common sort of country lick played by people who aren't. Really into country, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Using every rock lick and everything as <laughs> well. That's right. Now, these, you know, this
1: is still a good sort of starting point, you know, for yeah. for a lot of the other stuff. Um, if you think of a pedal steel guitar, which is sort of a, a sort of a tabletop guitar almost with pedals in it, operated by your feet and by your knees, you can knock a lever, and that lever will instantly push a string up to a set pitch. Now what we're trying to emulate here is almost that kind of thing. You've probably heard of a B-bender. <laughs> a B-bender telecaster has a large portion of the body hollowed out and a system is installed which tugs on the B-string when you push down on the strap button. So the strap button brings a lever up through the body and it's you know it's a very complex way of raising a string by, by a tone. But it, it sort of raises the B by a designated pitch. I understand Brad Paisley also uses a similar system installed on
0: Telecaster, but it's a
1: G Bender.
0: That was brilliant, yeah. Okay, marvellous. And it's it's literally a lever on the on the strap. Sounds like Star Wars characters <laughs> a bit of <laughs> <laughs> the that,
1: That's what that does, which is sort of trying to emulate those pedal steel legs. Yeah. Now we can kind of give it a flavour of that by the way that we. Bend our legs so you notice when I'm bending the note, it's getting up to pitch fairly immediately, almost like it, okay. like I hit a lever and the note's gone up there, like you would on a pedal steel. Of yeah, okay, okay, so that immediacy of like hitting the pitch. The one thing that a guitar has, which not every instrument and not even every stringed oh, instrument it. has. <laughs> is that ability to kind of waver the pitch. You know, it's something you have to gauge yourself. And how hard you, and, and far you've got to push a string will depend on the gauge of strings you use. It will depend on the tuning that you have, your, your scale length, all these different things. So with that, it's kind of immediacy to it, which gives it that pedal steel sound. Now, in the key of D, we've got some cool licks.
2: 14. Oh no, 12 no, no. to 13, 13
0: sorry.
1: It's okay. like a D7. So that's just similar to the last. Pushing my 10th fret on the B string up to the 12th, fretting the top string with my little finger at the 10th, putting my first finger back on the 8th fret of the E string before letting the B string down from the 10th, from the 12th fret, (laughs) 10th fret bend to the 12th down to the 10th.
0: Is
2: <laughs> um, <no.
0: laughs> tasting. <it. laughs>
1: so we're tying a few things together here. Right. So we've got the first one. Sorry, a D7 version of it. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one which kind of contains several of these kind of bends in a row. Okay. Um here we go. 12. Twelve and then the, the ending from the eleven up to the root.
2: So up to the city, yeah.
1: And then a similar shape. Chicken picking kind of flavour to all of these. Okay. Like that. So that's
2: the
0: other so way. So that first chord, just to go over the chords, that first chord was a C. right down the neck there's two frets isn't it to a tone bend yeah it's a tough one I'm kind of getting my finger under it and pushing it rather than uh,
2: <laughs> hitting Nice. because
0: oh, there's also those those bends there isn't there yeah Are gone the, yeah, uh, they're minor. <laughs> Must be our tune. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. One last one.
0: Yep. Um, Possibly. stays there for Very much indeed. There's loads of riffs there. Nice one. One last bend one. Ah, yeah, if you've got it, if you've got the time, then I've got the... uh, What
2: you can
1: always do, (laughs) you say always. Yeah. You can always grab a
0: string and yank it up. So you're grabbing from behind where you play the the notes. Yeah. What what notes are you actually playing? Are you playing a... I'll
1: do like a G7 and then grabbing the G string.
0: And and pulling the G up, yeah, to a G. Why <laughs> me? if you push it, if you push it down behind the neck,
1: Unless pulling pull. you can't, can't get, limited.
0: Can't get to it. Yeah.
1: On a Les Paul, you're limited. The, the reason for that is that you've got quite a break angle. like a 17 degree angle on the headstock of a Les Paul. Right. And that means that the strings are already sort of getting Pretty quite tight close to the wood. Yeah, yeah. When you've got this sort of drop away arrangement like you have on a Fender Strat, where the headstock is sitting at a far lower point, yeah, but yeah, straight, okay. um, you can get really to notes. Get to notes quite easily. <laughs>
2: Brilliant.
0: So it's just that. that that's I, I've never done that before. That's
1: brilliant. Or you can even.
0: Store. Amazing. amazing <laughs> thanks so much for all that that's brilliant that's alright pleasure as always never a chore